Well, welcome everyone to Animal Kingdom Animated. It's Haley, and today I have a super special guest with me today. It's my sister, Jaden. Hello. <laughs> At least you're not like Will, where I'm like, say hello, Will, and he's like, hi. <laughs> My goodness. I have been dancing for so long. I have such a big presence when I'm like doing something like this. So I think we'll be good. Uh, yes, it's very, I should like re- like video myself recording one day because I like talk with my hands and I'm all over. <laughs> it would probably be very amusing. All right, so I don't know what information you looked up, but whatever you are welcome to share or whatever you have, you are more than welcome to share, whether it's just general information or information about one of the animals. But the way we lay this out is I start with the general information about the movie, and then I talk about all the animated animal characters you can see, and then we take a short break, and then we start talking about the two animals that I picked for the second half. Mm -hmm. Julio? Cool beans. I have some stuff written up. I didn't do anything about the animals because I didn't think that far in advance. That is quite all right. So I will let you start with whatever general information you have, and I will fill in the spots. All righty. So um, the movie Song of the South was released in 1946 around November, which was just after World War II had ended, and it was the beginning of post-war era where everyone was just expecting a better life in general, which also had the civil rights movement going on. Yes, so it was actually released on November 12th, which was coincidentally the same date of the release of Disney+. Plus. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was like, ooh. I knew what they were doing then, too. Yikes, yeah. Uh, And that period after the Civil War is apparently called the Reconstruction Era. era. From The Reconstruction Era is actually the time frame of when the movie was set. That wasn't the era that was, it was called when it was released. Yeah, it takes place in the southern U.S. during the Reconstruction Era, yes. Yeah. Also, um, the character um, of Uncle Remus, because that was, like, one of the main characters in the movie, Uh he actually, like, his character began in books. Cool. Yeah, there were seven books released about uncle remus and the life on the plantations and all that stuff and the stories were there and released to represent the struggle of the south more specifically in the plantations yeah sorry you know my dog middle of my podcast um so was it by the harris family Yes, like, I believe so. Okay, so that's the note that I have, because I was like, well, maybe that's c- the connection, because I was like, Walt wanted to produce a film based on those books in Uncle Remus's stories for a while, and in 1939, he began negotiating with the Harris family for the rights of those books. Yep. So. 
Nice. Because, like, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's a cool, fun fact, but I didn't know, like, Uncle Remus was, like, a book character. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Uncle Remus was originally a book character and was in a lot of different things. Really? Yeah, no, he was in, like, a bunch of other movies and films and things like that. Huh. Cool. What else you got? Um, another interesting fact, which is actually one of the main things I was looking up while I was going through all of this, because I know nowadays Song of the South is a very controversial movie, which is why it wasn't yeah. included in Disney+. Plus. Yes, it has been quote-unquote locked by sales by Disney yep. Studios, so it's not on Disney+. Plus. You can't get it anywhere in stores anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting is that whole thing started in 2010. Because in 2010, the Disney stockholders held a meeting, and that's when they called the film fairly offensive. And even in 1946, when it was released, it, there was controversy on it then. It just grew and grew ever since. Mm-hmm. Also, random, really extremely random fact that I found <laughs> You know the Ride Splash Mountain? Yes. That's based on Song of the South. Yes, that whole attraction is based off of Song of the South. But what they did is they only took the animated segments from that movie and made it into a uh, ride. I had no clue. And I we've been on that ride so many times. Yes, and it's a good ride. It's so good. I never, I never realized. I thought it was like, for some reason, I thought it was something along the lines of like, who framed Roger Rabbit? Because I was like, (laughs) a bunny keeps popping up. I guess it's who framed Roger Rabbit. No, that's a different bunny. I might be talking about that. That might just be a bonus podcast. I'll talk about it later. Alrighty, that's like, the majority of what I got down. No problem. That's a good, I mean, that's like half of the notes that I had. Um, so this is a live action feature about a boy whose name is Donnie, and he's learning about life through these stories of Uncle Remus, but those animated segments shown throughout of the tales of Briar or the adventures, whatever he calls them, depending on what they are. Uh, the tales of Briar Rabbit, Briar Fox, and Briar Bear. And they actually, I didn't realize it the first time until I watched it again. And I actually like really watched it (laughs) because I was doing notes and watching it at the same time the first time. Mm -hmm. But the stories of Briar Rabbit kind of correlate with his story life that he's going through right now. So he's got a difficult childhood. Uh, Parents are separated in the beginning. They go to his grandparents' plantation. And then dad's like, I'm going to go back to Georgia and do some work. And Johnny's like, don't go. And so that first segment with Briar Rabbit is Briar Rabbit leaving the, uh, the Briar patch. And, uh, uncle Remus comes around and he's like, why are you leaving the Briar patch? And he's like, the Briar patch was never any good for me. And he like talks him into staying. And so that kind of correlates with Johnny and, his dad leaving and wanting to be with his dad and all of that. Well, um, I know. I've never seen the movie. Yeah. I, I couldn't find it anywhere, obviously, because it's on lockdown. 
Oh, I found it. (laughs) (laughs) Where did you find it? Uh, Don't tell me. Online. Oh, my gosh. I'll send you the link. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then he befriends this friend, this girl, Ginny, who's the next door neighbor. And she's got two Mm -hmm. brothers. And the brothers pick on her and Johnny. And Johnny realizes that, like, Uncle Remus is his only, like, getaway to this, like, really tough life. So he goes to, like, escape to a second world, kind of, and, like, de-stress from all of this crazy life, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The song, there are songs that include what we just mentioned, Zippity-Doo-Dah, Everyone's Got a Laughing Place, and How Do You Do?, which are all featured in uh, Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. The only yep. one I feel like people really ever recognize is Zippity Doodah because it's yeah. mentioned so often. Like, yeah. once upon a time in the episode Shattered Sight, the Snow White mentions the song when she's like insulting Anna. She, oh, yeah. She's like, want to sing, want to hold hands and Zippity Doodah? Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Um, and what I didn't realize because before I've ever watched this movie and I've I've just seen the clip zippity doodah where he's singing, I thought that was at the very end of the movie. And so like that's the closer of the movie. That makes it's sense because in the beginning of the movie, that's the first song you hear. And that's really? what to Briar Rabbit and yeah, the Briar Patch. Huh, that's weird. Yeah. Normally, like, like, oh, okay. Yeah, normally the first, like the song that everybody knows is normally the closer, like the finale and like all of that yeah. stuff. Because nope. you always either remember the beginning or the end. Guess time it was the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, this movie was also nominated for a best scoring of a musical picture and it received an oscar for the best song which was zippity Duda, and it got an honorary oscar uh for james basket who was the portrayal of uncle remus so he was the actor that played uncle remus i'm just gonna read this paragraph from wikipedia which isn't the best one but i exited out of the other one so i'm like that's eh, good enough so since its original release song in the south has remained a subject of controversy like you were talking about all the way up into 2010 when we when they had that meeting mm-hmm. um some critics have described the film's portrayal of african americans as racist and offensive maintaining mm-hmm. that black vernacular and other qualities are stereoty- stereotypes i can talk um and in addition that part plantation setting is sometimes criticized as idyllic and glorified and because of this controversy disney has not released song of this house on any home video home format in the united states Mm-hmm. Which means that it might be overseas. Who knows? Maybe when I go to Europe, I'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it says some of the musical and animated sequences have been released through other means. Mm-hmm. And the full film has seen home video distribution in other countries. Yeah. So when you go to Europe, please get a copy of Song of the South and bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> and add it to your collection. 
Yeah. The, tar- the cartoon characters from the film have continued to appear in a variety of books, comics, and other media. And the Disney theme park ride Splash Mountain is based on the film, which is what we initially started talking about. And there were no, like, um, fun facts or anything. So this one site that I go to, it's disneysfandom.com slash wiki. So it's like the Disney wiki. And at the end, I like to find all of the trivia and stuff. So, like, cool fun facts Ooh. you should know if you go to the Disney trivia night. Oh, let's see if I got <laughs> this. I probably don't. There was nothing about Song of the South. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, Setting, plot, animation, cast, voices, history, writing, casting, direction, release. Crazy. Critical response, controversies. Oh, yes. Academy Award recognition, home media. No, but this is kind of cool. You'll like this. Disney Enterprises has allowed key portions of the film to be issued on many VHS and DVD compilation videos in the U.S., as well as on the long-running Walt Disney Anthology television series. Most recently, the Zippity-Doo-Dah number and some of the animated portion of the movie were issued on the Alice in Wonderland, two DVDs of the mission set. Although in that instance, this was originally incorporated as a part of a 1950 Walt Disney TV special included on the DVD, which promoted the then forthcoming Alice in Wonderland film. (gasps) (gasps) Just gasps because of The film has been released on video in its entirety in various European, Latin American, and Asian countries. Yeah, home video history, promo gallery, and where'd it go? It's all the way down here. There's a lot of pictures for this one. Oh, really? But no trivia. That. Which... I don't like that. I, don't I like know. Which is not fun. I love the trivia stuff. So, distractions. <laughs> yes, of course. We always need distractions. Yes. I'm surprised we haven't gotten super off task yet, though, you know, because um, I don't know about you, but <laughs> I've been literally doing nothing this whole time. I'm literally laying down. I'm just sitting like curled up in my chair. That's great. Yeah. So some of, or I guess all of the animated characters you can see in the film are obviously Briar Rabbit, Briar Bear, and Briar Fox. But when I rewatched it, there were actually a bunch, well, and a Bluebird, because he sings about Mr. Bluebird on his shoulder in Zippity Doo. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's it. So then I like cut it off so or like marked off the paper so then I could start writing about the animals and then when I watched it the second time I was like oh shit there's a lot more animals like that you see in the film and it's not just like a one-time thing they feel like I they appear like two three times Mm. yeah so there's also Briar Frog who sits there and sings I'm pretty sure it's how do you do and then the uh Johnny is holding like a real frog in real life, which is quote unquote supposed to be Briar Frog. Uh, and then there are Butterflea, Butterfleas. <laughs> Butterfly. I'm even drinking coffee. This is what happened last time. I just couldn't word. Um, but there's butterflies, hummingbirds, a dragonfly, there's bees, and apparently there's 
a character that's called Mother Possum, but it's the little possum. I think it's the little possums that come up when he's like singing Zipity Doodah. There's like three little ones, and it. Dang, everything's coming up in Zipity Doodah. Yeah, and I'm, I was like, there's three, and so I get, I don't know which one is Mother Possum or not, or if there's actually supposed to but, hmm. yeah, I'm like, oh, cool. it works. Crazy. Yeah. All right, so we are now going to take a break, and then hopefully back from the break, I will be able to actually talk. We're going to talk about two of the um, animals that I chose for the film, which is the bluebird and briar bear. All right, you want to learn about some animals? Yeah, let's go for it. Word. All right. So we are going to start with the bluebird and I'm going to talk about the character and then I'm going to talk about the actual animal you see in the movie. Sound good? That sounds great. Word. All right. So the first animal's character I'm going to talk about is Mr. Bluebird, who is a bluebird. Whoa. Um, Who would have (laughs) guessed? Oh, just wait. It gets better. Just wait till the end. So he is a minor character in the movie Song of the South, but he is famous for his reference in the song Zippity Doodah. As most things are. (laughs) Uh, He is featured in the Splash Mountain attraction in the Magic Kingdom Park in Frontierland, and he actually speaks in the ride. Oh, really? Which I don't think I've ever noticed. So, you know, I guess I just got to go back to Disney and, like, pay attention. I guess he just need to <laughs> you for a while we can just go to Disney we can I know have a grand old I have to like kidnap you and Ashley and we're just gonna have to like go to Disney ah uh, good times good times okay bluebird ah <sighs> Oh, um, Mr. Bluebird apparently also appears in the House of Mouse and something that's called Mickey Mouse Works. I have not a freaking clue what that is, but I know what House of Mouse is. I remember what House of Mouse is, too, because it's, like, on Netflix and stuff. Yes. House of Mouse is on Netflix? (laughs) Um, Anyway, so apparently House of Mouse is not on Disney+. Plus. But Mr. Bluebird also appears in Disneyland as a marquee for a snack cart, which is called the Snack in Place. Mm. Yeah. It actually looked pretty cute. I was like, I need to go to Disneyland one day just to say I've been there and see what's different. So, surprise, surprise, Mr. Bluebird isn't the only Bluebird you see in Disney movies quote-unquote bluebirds can also be seen in Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, Disney's Fairies, The Short, For the Birds, Bambi, and Alice in Wonderland. So pretty much any blue-colored bird you see in a Disney movie is a bluebird. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. But 
depending on where that movie takes place will differentiate the species. So like it says that Snow White was a bluebird and it was the first bird seen like to be seen in an animated film. But since we know that Snow White takes place somewhere in Europe, bluebirds aren't found in Europe. They are only found in the United States. They, there is an Eastern bluebird, there is a Western bluebird, and there is a mountain bluebird. That's crazy because that's not all the US. has messed up uh, birds yeah. with like which is where because in Mary Poppins they have an American robin go on to Mary Poppins' finger, but yeah. it's not. There's a different type of robin in Europe. Takes place in Europe. Yep. So that's why. When I did Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, I looked up blue-colored birds over in Europe, and that's where I came up with the Eurasian blue tit. Hold on, my dog's being a tit right now. <laughs> so, the bluebird species I am going to specifically be talking about is the eastern bluebird, which is the most widespread of the three species, and they have a high percentage of nesting and bird houses put up especially along something that's called bluebird trails so i guess it's where they frequently fly i guess because it's called a bluebird trail i guess so whoops i still need that make sure i know what i'm marking so they are from just over six inches to just over eight inches long so like beak to tail. Their wingspan can be just about 10 inches to 12 and a half inches across and they weigh about an ounce. So they're pretty small. Uh, they live in small thrushes found in open woodlands, farmlands, and orchards. Ochres? Orchards. Oh. What? Oh, or what the heck is an ochre? Ochre. Orchards. Um, and thrushes are family, so they live in like small groups. Mm -hmm. And they are flocking birds that can flock up to the hundreds. Ooh. Their diet mostly consists of insects and invertebrates. That's about two-thirds of their diet. And then a good third of their diet is wild fruits and berries but since they live in the u.s most of the u.s goes through seasons so winter makes a lot of those availabilities of those foods scarce um so these guys because they're the most widespread of the three species they can be found east of the rockies in southern canada the gulf states and southeast arizona down to nicaragua so they can be found pretty much almost all over the U.S. And then wherever these guys aren't found are the western bluebirds and the rock mountain bluebirds. Ooh. Are found in the the bluebirds are found in the mountains and the western bluebirds are found in the west. Yeah. Whoa. And the eastern ones are found in the east. Crazy. 
so these guys live about six to ten years. They can normally lay four to five eggs, but it can range anywhere from three to seven eggs. They are incubated for about 13, 16, 13 to 16 days, and then the young will leave the nest after 18 to 19 days. And they can have two broods a year and sometimes three, which means um, the female can lay two like nests a year. So they can have two groups, you know, of eggs. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, their coloration. So males are the ones that are the bright blue color. The yeah. females have a duller blue slash gray color, but they both have a light brown upper chest, kind of like a chestnutty, light chestnut upper chest and white bellies. So okay. if you see the bright blue color, it's very likely actually the males. And that's because that's what attracts the females. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say, how come the males always have the more like extravagant like things like peacocks yeah all of it yeah because they are the ones that are showing off and trying to get the attention of the girls and the girls are the ones that are choosing the mates and so they are competing for the females so that's why they have the big horns and the bright colors and the really extravagant displays and yeah I just watched a documentary and it was talking about how I know you're not going to like this because it was spiders, but how spiders also do that. But like they have like these weird like paddle things is the jumping spiders. Yeah. Predators of the bluebirds at all ages. So like whether they're in the egg or like full on adults, include but aren't limited to rats, racers, kestrels, and domestic cats. And then for non-nesting birds, owls, falcons, and hawks. And then there are a couple more predators when they are in their eggs or like still being weaned like like in the nest, like chipmunks and squirrels and stuff like that. So they can easily pick them out of the nest, but I didn't write all of those down because I was running out of room to be honest. But these guys are a songbird. So, according to whatever website I was on, I don't know if it was my Wikipedia or the Abu Dhan Bird Society one, but it said, call a liquid and musical chure or queedle song a soft melodious war warble whoa so that's weird yeah oh i was on the i was getting coffee this morning and i found a bird and it was just like there was a hole in the bricks and the bird just like made its nest in the hole oh i saw that <laughs> yeah weird like i heard chirping and i look over and i'm like oh there's a bird oh hey there's a bird in a there's a bird in a building yeah, it's a bird in the building. Interesting. Yeah. Ow. So, before my cool ending fun fact for these guys, and we go on to the next one. In the past, these guys have decreased because of habitat loss and nesting site loss. 
But from 1966 to 2005, they experienced a greater than 1.5 percentage annual population increase in most of its ranges, and it excluded somewhere in Florida and somewhere in Ohio. But I didn't write those down, but I remembered the two states. Well, but it's still most of their ranges. Hmm? That makes sense. Why? Because Florida's terrible? Yep, so is Ohio. Yeah, I can get with you on Ohio. <laughs> Ohio's terrible right now because it's, it's got my sister captive, and then Florida is terrible because it doesn't change the freaking weather. Well, Indiana's bipolar. Oh, Indiana is so fucking bipolar. And then the fun fact for bluebirds, um, not like any of these were fun facts before, but the most random fun fact, I guess, that I'll say for bluebirds is that it is the state bird of both Missouri and New York. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like birds are always just the most common, like, state thing. Yeah, well, it's because it's a lot of times of where they live and then for uh, environmental protection reasons, which is why it's the state bird. <laughs> All right, so the next animal we're going to talk about is briar bear. And the animal I'm going to talk about that portrays briar bear are black bears. Okay, so Briar Bear was a secondary antagonist in the film, Briar Fox being the first, and he was actually redesigned to have a more slapstick cartoony style, so apparently he wasn't this slapstick cartoony in the beginning animations. Uh, he is known to be silly, goofy, gullible, and easily tricked, and prone to violence when provoked, which you see a little bit in the film as um, Briar Rabbit keeps kind of like prodding at him, especially in yeah. Everyone's Got a Laugh in Place. Of course. Yeah. Uh, he makes a cameo in the House of Mouse's Christmas special, Ask Von Drake, which I'm guessing um, it's like a TV show with the, um, you know, Donald Duck's, yeah. Scrooge Von Drake or whatever, you know, something like that. Uh, he can be seen in Who Framed Roger Rabbit at the end. Bonkers, which is on Disney Plus, which I saw when I was scrolling through trying to add everything to my watch list. And he can be seen at the end of Lion King One and a Half. Yeah, I've seen in that. In the audience. It's like everyone's coming in. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, he's also seen in some Disney comics and video games. He is also a walk-around character you can meet in Critter Country and Frontierland. And apparently he also... I have seen him before. Yes, I've seen him before. I don't think I've ever taken a pic... Um, I think maybe when we were, like, little. I know. I'm like, I think I might have. I know we definitely met... Um, oh, shit. I'm going to do this to myself again. I know we definitely met uh, Honest John and Jay Worthing Follow Fellow. Okay, I still feel bad about that. 
And Gideon, yeah. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I feel bad. I just called him Tweedledum. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, apparently, he also makes rare, appear- uh, rare appearances in Epcot. Okay. Yeah, which I was like, well, that's crazy. Like, I've never seen that before, but I guess it's a thing. Um, He's in the Splash Mountain attraction, obviously, and he can be seen at the end of the Mickey Mouse Review, Mm -hmm. and in Animal Kingdom, he can be seen in Disney's, or in Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade and the Holiday Jingle Jungle Parade. Okay. I don't know if they have any more. I think Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade was something they did when I was a kid. You know, in like the home video. Yeah, I know I saw him in the home video one time. Yeah, I don't think they do that anymore. What? Yeah. I've been to Jack plenty of times, and I don't think I've ever seen them do a parade. Because normally you see them like laying down the tape and stuff around the time. I don't think I've ever seen it. Or if I was, I had to be on the other, quote unquote, other side of the park or doing the um, safari when they were doing it. Okay. So, or like in Lion King. Okay. But like, I feel like I would still see the tape, but I don't know. Okay. So, I don't know. It is what it is. So... Even though Song of the South doesn't have trivia, Briar Bear has trivia. So I'm going to read you his little trivia fact that he has, which goes back to the whole just general Song of the South information stuff. So in 1989, when Nick Stewart was called back to Disney to reprise the the role, wow, freaking, the role of Briar Bear for the Splash Mountain ride, Disney historian Jim Corcus asked him if he thought it was all degrading to play Briar Bear in the movie regarding the, all the controversy of the portrayal of African-Americans. And Stewart laughed and replied and said, Disney treated us like kings. He concluded saying that the money he earned being Briar Bear and the movie went towards a theater for African-American actors to play roles other than butlers and butlers and maids. He also said he was to do the same thing with the money from the Splash Mountain ride. So I guess like even though people give it a lot of controversy because it's kind of like that image of that time, yes, but it's also like trying to break that image of the time and being like, look, we're including all of these like African Americans in our movies because that time is over. So like yet while yes it does portray that image it's also trying to break that image at the same time so it's like look we're all inclusive here because the times have passed and so we're giving all of these people these opportunities and giving them money so they can do all of this support that's really good though yeah i know i read that and i was like oh that's really nice i i like that and i was like there's no way i'm going to be able to like shorthand that so i was like i'm just gonna read the whole thing okay (laughs) Yeah. So black bears are the most common bear in the U.S., ranging from Florida all the way up into Canada, into Alaska. Yeah. (laughs) So they're pretty much all over. Well, yeah. Yeah. But they are also the smallest 
uh, bear species and the most widely distributed. They can mostly, hold on, I need to get rid of that because I'm doing that later. They are mostly found in thick vegetation, but have been known to venture out into human populated areas for food, as we see in some Disney films and just some generic films overall. Where it's like, yeah, if you leave a campsite, Bear's gonna come looking for food. And if you have the food he likes, he's gonna eat it. Which brings me to what they like to eat. So they are omnivorous. So they actually mostly eat veggie matter but they're also fond of honey and they're known to fish for a fish like salmon <laughs> uh, and they very rarely go after deer elk or moose calves okay and it's all like young deer and elk once they uh get a lot larger it's extremely rare for them to go after any deer oh, yeah. so it's mostly veggies and fruits and berries and like stuff like that honey, and fish. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and they are what's called crepuscular hunters, so they are most active near twilight, but they can be found hunting at any time of the day. Okay. Um, so for their sizes, it pretty vastly depends on their location, season, health, and sex. Um, so the East Coast black bears are typically heavier than the west coast black bears but males seem to be within the range of 126 to 551 pounds and the females typically tend to be in the range of 90 to 375 pounds which is 33 percent less than the males i feel like that's just common for like all animals where it's like the males bigger than the female you would think so, but actually in a whole bunch of animals, the females are actually a lot larger than the males because they have to carry the babies. And so they need that extra, like, room and space. Yeah. Um, they are typically 47 to 79 inches long. So, like, four to six feet long. I don't know what that is. Like, 79 inches, what that is to feet. Um and they are typically 28 to 41 inches high. So I think that's like two to four feet high. Yeah, so it's just under four feet to, yeah, six and a half. So four to six feet long and just over two feet to about three feet tall. So standing on all fours, we're taller than the bears. But when the bears get up on their hind legs, they can be about as tall as we can. Kind of scary, but then again, not too scary. Just under four feet. So it's like, cool. So they're like as big as I am. It's not too bad. <laughs> Could be worse. They're also the smallest, so. Okay. Yeah. So that, that seems reasonable to be the smallest. Yeah, that really does. So I would much rather meet a black bear than any other bear. Oh, yeah. 
senses. Okay, so these guys have better eyesight and hearing than humans, and their smell is about seven times greater than a dog's. Mm. They are strong swimmers and can climb trees. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they so have your food huh? up in a tree because they can't get in trees is like not right. Yeah, that's like not true. And then if you don't have it up high enough, because on their back legs, they can be like four to six feet tall. Mm -hmm. They can just go up on their hind legs and might be able to swat the food down. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So these guys have soft, dense underfur and a long, coarse, thick guard hairs and their colors. They can actually have a wide range of colors as opposed to being called the black bears. So they can be all the way from white to black. So they can be white, blonde, cinnamon, light brown, light brown, dark <laughs> light chocolate, brown. or <laughs> light brown, dark chocolate, or jet black. So even though you see a white bear, it could be a black bear, but it's not a polar bear. How can you tell? Those guys are completely different. Huh? How can you tell? Like, how can you tell the difference? Black bear. Um, polar bears are huge. I know, but I'm saying like, <laughs> it's like a blonde bear. Like, if you see like a blonde bear or something like that, how can you tell that it's a black bear without having it be black? Uh, the size of it. Okay. If they are. If you're standing there and you can kind of gauge, if you were like, if this bear was a little closer, I would be taller than it on all fours. That's probably a black bear. Okay. So these guys can live about 18 years, but they have been known to live live up into their 20s. They reach sexual maturity at three years and can produce litters at three to five years. Their gestation is 235 days. Um, so it's probably about as long as a couple months, good couple months. They typically, um, give two to three cubs, but they can range anywhere from one to six. The cubs are known to be independent at 16 to 18 months and they are full grown at five years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and these guys are also not true hibernators. They just have fluctuations of activity partially due to their metabolism. So even though they will go through hibernation periods, they're not truly hibernators. Oh, oh, different. Yeah. Uh, these guys are also prone to hunting by human activity for fur and meat and their fat actually used to be in cosmetics but it has been taken out (laughs) so we don't have to worry about putting bear fat on our faces and in our hair and they are listed on the IUCN list as a least concerned species and they are one of the two species out of the eight species of bears that is not threatened by extinction so it's these guys and the brown bears all other bears are potentially facing extinction which is not good yeah i feel like a lot of things are 
Yeah, so that's the whole reason for this podcast is to talk about all of these animals and be like, look at these super awesome animals that are in all of these Disney movies and learn about them. And, oh, look, they're on the endangered list. So if you want to keep, I don't know, Baloo, then you want to do something about it. So you have your Baloos in real life or your Briar Bears. (laughs) Oh, Black Bears. I totally missed this note. So Black or I guess not completely Black. Bears and Brother Bear, which when I looked it up, I was like, dang it, they're all freaking black bears. So when I do Brother Bear, I might have to do brown bears. <laughs> uh, it's Little John in Robin Hood, Baloo in Jungle Book, Mordu and the Little Brothers in Brave, and then there's like a bunch of other ones, but it was just a general list of bears and not black bears. So those are the ones that I picked out that were specifically black bears. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to keep your Baloo's and your Little John's, you want to do something about it. Well, actually not with these guys, but with other species. If you want to keep your Baloo's, because Baloo is actually, I'll give a little snippet to when I'm going to actually do it. Baloo is actually a honey bear. He's not a black bear mm. because of where he lives. Or a sloth bear. Damn it. Oh. He's a sloth bear. But they portray him as a black bear. In that movie and the live action that okay. he's supposed to be a sloth bear. That's interesting. Which are pretty cool. I'm excited to talk about him when I get to Jungle Book. Stay tuned. Yeah. And speaking of staying tuned, that is all I have for this week. Um, while I look for my notes because I keep doing this to myself do you have any other things to add Jaden? no anything um, to plug later episodes because i'll be coming back later i know i'll be here for alice in wonderland and yes you will be back the first of the year with alice in wonderland so we will literally see you next year or i guess hear from you next year yeah uh you're gonna be on jungle book Yes, I will. Yeah. Sweet. So, if you want to talk about one of those animals. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking about um, Bagheera or Ka, because they're my favorites. Yeah. Also, I'll definitely let you do Bagheera. I'm I'm dibsing Baloo right now, because I want to talk about (laughs) You can do Ka. I will give you Ka. I know I'm gonna have to figure out who I really want to talk about. So if that is it, no, not by yet. Hold your horses. (laughs) If that is, (laughs) if that's it, uh, thank you guys for hanging with us for this special episode of Song of the South. And make sure you guys tune in either next week or potentially in two weeks because next week is Thanksgiving and I will be with family. So I do not know if I'm going to do fun and fancy free next week, but definitely keep your eyes out for my next podcast, which is fun and fancy free. Now you can say goodbye. All righty. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> God, you're. Me?